Happy New Year, Brian. <laughs> it sure is. It's, uh, welcome to 2019, fuckface. 2019. Uh, the year I become unattainably hot. Yeah, also the year of my cock. <laughs> um, welcome back to podcast for two people, first and foremost, and uh, as always, my super duper bestest buddy in the whole wide world, Brentford. That's me. And uh, me, Tyler. <laughs> So, Brent, you kind of fucking nailed it. A hole in goal uh, today. <laughs> Touch goal. Touch goals. Um, man. Wow. With Strange this, days, this dude. This sexy kinetic thriller. As it was called by whom? Graham Fuller. Interview. <laughs> I'm reading off the DVD case here. Yeah. And this is beautiful. like... This is like early DVDs. Yeah. And like they were, they were just coming out. No one right. knew what the fuck was going on. Yeah, throw your Sony mini disc in the trash, bitch. <laughs> Buy yourself a giant box that plays discs on your home television set. And you don't have to rewind them. Yeah, because guess what? These are strange days. Uh, directed by Catherine Bigelow, who would go on to do, uh, uh, previously of Point Break, Ooh, um, nice. would go on to do uh, Hurt Locker and Zero Dark Thirty. And uh, this is kind of funny. Um, because Catherine Bigelow and none other than James Cameron worked on this. He was, uh, he, he's credited as the writer for the story as well as the screenplay. Yeah. Alongside Jay Cox. Yeah. Jay Cox, whom doesn't even. Cox jokes out of the way. Sorry. We're going to make fun of your name if your name's Cox. Right. That's. Cox. So there's nobody with a letter name. No, there isn't, sadly. Other than 200T, the mime. It's probably Zoot, though. <laughs> it's You're probably right. Zoot. Um, but yeah, no, so, uh, Strange Days. Why are we covering this today? Other than the fact that I just, uh, I wasn't happy with the episode that I wanted to do today, and you come through like a motherfucking maverick yet again, like, <laughs> second time in a row, just picking, um, like, absolutely spot-on content uh given the time um yeah so i got off the phone with you and i was like okay uh-huh. i guess i gotta figure out a movie to watch i, I was kind of hoping you were cabinet. gonna say like i guess we're watching strange day like you knew kind of kind of because i opened it up and i was i was flipping through stuff and i was like oh strange days i've been meaning to watch that again i looked at the cover new year's eve 1999 anything is possible nothing is forbidden and i was like this is gonna come out on new year's day <laughs> or eve i don't know day I think. Eve. Is it? Day. 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 Yeah, New Year's Day. Eve. Day. Day. Eve. And so, yeah, absolutely yeah. spot on content yet again. Coming at you with that festive shit. Yeah. Like, uh, boy, isn't this relevant? Podcast for two people with their fingers on the pulse of America. Always. <laughs> and the content that they crave. The content farm day two people. Yeah. Oh, man, oh, man. So just to kind of give you, like, the brief synopsis before we really take a deep dive, and uh, deep diving is exactly what they do in Strange Days. Kind of funny, um, just to kind of plug one of our uh, episodes from before, but this would have been a perfect uh, movie to talk about briefly on our uh, virtual reality uh, I might have mentioned it. You may have. I know that we talked a lot about Johnny Mnemonic. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the that's the that's making the, uh, a long distance phone call a long to Hong Kong. I'm Keanu Reeves. I'm gonna be in the Matrix. Yeah. Also, here's some inspirational things about when your life is really bleak, but you can turn it around, buddy. You can do it, dude. Which is totally radical. But yeah, so um, like this came out in '95. It takes place. In '99, in the days leading up to New the Year's Eve. Strange days leading up to. Yeah, they're very strange. Uh, I mean, like, kind of just want to hit it off at the top because, like, we did we did do well with it. Um, in uh, in Silent Night Deadly Night Two, but like, gotta say, like, trigger warnings. Oh yeah, they, like it's, up the ass. I kind of forgot how disturbing they might be. Yeah, fuck. Um, considering like the the techno angle, the yeah of that, how fucked up it gets. Yeah, and I mean like the characters, uh, they react how they should. Yes, especially given the fact that they are the heroes of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's very interesting. So like, uh, 
synopsis then with with the trigger warnings off the top this this has uh, a lot to do with uh like rape like very oh, yeah. very hardcore explicit. yeah explicit pov uh rape there's a there's a couple couple scenes um but the synopsis is a former cop turned street hustler accidentally uncovers a conspiracy on accident yeah whoops <laughs> whoopsie in los angeles it's in 1999 time. so how did how did he uh for one thing he was a former cop of vice mm-hmm. he was a vice cop yeah um how did he accidentally find a conspiracy uh, uh a lady that he knows mm-hmm. uh a lady of the night named named Iris goes by Iris. Yes, played by uh, Bridget Bako. Uh-huh. She comes up to him and is like, "Hey, I've been mm-hmm. through some shit. I need to talk to you." And he's like, "Oh yeah, one well, one minute." One yeah, because he's just like a slick talking uh, scam artist. This Lenny Nero character played by Ralph Fiennes. Is it Ralph? Ralph. I I swear to God, I hear it pronounced Dude, fucking Rafe. Rafe. I don't know, man. Looks like an L to me. Yeah. But maybe... I think we should have figured this out before we recorded. I was thinking about that too. Right. I was like, "Hey." Right. Oh man, did you know that his full name is Ralph Nathaniel Twil- Twizzleton Wycombe Fines? Is he related to uh, Dembo Ding, uh, a Bandersnatch Cumberbund? <laughs> um, I don't. I don't no. think so. No, he's not. Though uh, one of his fun quotes is, uh, I used to smoke socially and bomb cigarettes off people at parties. The number of packets I've bought in my life, I could count on both hands. Have (laughs) I smoked marijuana? Yes. I think most people have had a drag on a joint. I say that because he's from from Suffolk. Suffolk, England. Suffolk. Suffolk. Uh, The train came from Suffolk. Gonna take us back to... uh, Wherever else in England? (laughs) Wherever else. Yorkshire. Yeah, Yorkshire. Yorkshire. We are very English. He's a Capricorn. And, uh, Typical Capricorn. Right? You remember uh, fucking Red Dragon? Oh, yeah, he was um, the dragon. Hooah! Hooah! <laughs> dragon! Dragon! <laughs> As he does like a grapple attack that squeezes the life out of his opponents. Right, and uh, you might also know him as Voldemort if you're one of those fucking losers that likes Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I'm kidding. You can like what you like. I'm not going to judge you. It's fine. You say after you tell them to go fuck themselves? Yeah, yeah, of course. That's how it works. It's, yeah. So it's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Because you said, go ahead. Yeah, like, <laughs> just joking. Fucker. Or am I? So, like, he, he, he shrugs off Iris from bringing him this information that seems relatively important. Uh-huh. Yeah, one thing I want to talk about real quick. Yeah. Uh, Hit me. How I found out about this movie. Oh, right. Nobody yeah. really talks about this. No, no. This movie. No. no. Nobody talks about how I found out about it, obviously. Um, it was on HBO at like 1 in the morning. Of course. And I got really invested in it. <laughs> and I had like school in the morning. Yeah. So I was like, fuck school. Right. I'll be tired. I got to watch Strange Days. And you're going to be real fucking tired because it's 145 minutes long. Yeah. I was kind of like... Here's the thing, though. It's a two and a half hour film. Yeah. As we're starting it up. Yeah, I was like, hey, oh, well, we didn't even talk about God. the opening. Yeah. Pretty good opening. It is. Kind of sets the tone. Sets, sets the tone. Yeah, it's very uh, Escape from L.A. Like I said that I think probably like two or three times while we were uh, watching this film. Yeah, keep in mind this is a movie came out in '95. Yep. It takes place in 1999. Yep. New Year's kind of December 30th. Yep, everyone's still very worried about Y2K happening, the end of the world. No. I remember. (laughs) Um, I mean, like, yes. Like, I remember watching, like, Ricky Lake with my parents. And, like, everyone come on and be like, the end of the world is coming real soon. I'll pray for you, child. Uh, Yeah. Right. The beginning. Yeah. Kind of like Escape from... Yeah, keep in mind, LA is on fire, like, the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's, like, riot police and, like, the fucking National Guard. This came out around the time of, like, the Rodney King case. Yeah, uh, that was uh, 92. But, like, kind of... The Sublime song. Yeah. April 26, 1992. So this, like, movie's probably being filmed. Written. Kind of in the aftermath. When was... 
he was like beaten in 92 right yes when then one where yes. the cops let off and there were like race riots yep and like you know that's i mean like the lapd I, has always been known for being crooked and super fucking corrupt but this movie really just watch la home. confidential that's actually yeah that is actually a documentary oh my god <laughs> i'm really sad because i can't enjoy that as much as i want to now because of a certain actor in that film yeah motherfucker or seven you know <laughs> he wrote he wrote you know I, I was listening to a different podcast yeah, go ahead. uh just today when they were kind of talking about like you know when something kind of comes to light and it ruins something that you used to really like do you let it ruin the whole thing or are you just like do you let it just kind of like kind of smudge it a bit like they were really talking about the the huge debacle with uh baby it's cold outside oh and and things like that and uh the two talk show hosts kind of brought up uh watching the breakfast club or revenge of the nerds and they're like you know in uh breakfast club when that kid like falls through the ceiling you know to go back and grab his weed or whatever and his face lands right between um that chick's legs molly ringwald's legs mm -hmm. and like you know it's supposed to be funny but it's like kind of fucking weird it's weird yeah or like but it was the 80s so it's like oh cool right like and like in revenge right. of the nerds this dude dresses up like this chick's boyfriend like it was like a costume thing so he dresses up like her boyfriend and then like you know whatever like eats her out or has sex with her or whatever and it's, it's like weird. yeah like dude like that's that's rape like that's <laughs> yeah but it was a, it was a prank right and it's just Epic like prank they were kind of saying like okay so you know is that movie coming out tomorrow no it's not like that movie wouldn't come out tomorrow like that wouldn't come out in our theaters today we see that as problematic right like we learn from it so yeah like some of the Bill shit and that... ted even call each other fags yeah yeah oh yeah but like, they're, they're they're buds though Right, and see, that's just it. It's like, would that come out in, in today's cinema? No. No, no. and like, not. why is that? Like, well, uh, I personally would say that, like, socially, we're moving forward slowly. Yeah, it's... Fucking three steps forward and two and a half steps back. Don't break everything, jeez. Yeah, like, Jesus. So, <clears throat> like, with Strange Days, a lot of this shit's problematic, but... It's a 90s film about the Y2K. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, every like, essence of it is 90s. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so fucking 90s. It's extremely 90s. It's kind of one of the reasons I picked it. Right. We love it. Then I, I like I like Catherine Bigelow. Right. When I when I heard she did Her Locker, I was like, yeah. I love Strange Days. <laughs> That's immediately what made you pick this up. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and it's just, uh, like I was kind of saying at the beginning of the episode, you know, Catherine Bigelow, James Cameron, kind of worth thing. It's kind of, yeah. And then, you know, then Spurred, and there was a lot of, mer, 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 you suck, mer, 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 you suck. And then she came out with Hurt Locker the same time that Avatar Blue People came out, and she fucking blew Avatar out of the fucking water. Yeah, and James Cameron's like, "This is my masterpiece." And yeah, made made all the money. Yeah, was like all the, the money, the biggest movie ever. Yeah, and then it came and went in theaters, came out on Blu-ray, DVD, uh -huh. and then nobody fucking ever talks about it again. Yeah, how about that? Why? But we're making three sequels with like trillions of dollars. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. an inflated number, but it's probably more like a solid billion dollars. Oh yeah, stupid easily. Stupid amount of money. Because he's talking about having like. Do you think of all this? The screenplay done for all three films already. Can you think of what you could do with that much money that's not making three Avatar movies? Yeah, sure. Like, uh, I don't know, fix fix Flint, Michigan, <laughs> or like just dig a hole, feed everybody, feed everyone. Yeah, or. Three more Blue People movies. <laughs> I think we all know what we would pick. Like, dude, it took me... Okay, no lie. It took me four... It was either four or five years after Avatar came out to actually watch it. Yeah. I saw it in theaters just because, like, whatever, you know? Everyone was let's go kind see, of murmuring about let's, it. Let's go see something. Yeah. Avatar's out. Fuck it. Sure. It was a fun experience. You got to see 3D. Stephen Lang be Stephen Lang. For 90 minutes straight. Yeah, and that Sam Worthington guy who they cast in, like, every action movie. Yeah. Who had, like, 
very little personality. <laughs> Fuck. And now it's he's like not, drywall. Now he's not in anything. Yeah, weird. Though to be fair, he was the most interesting character in uh, Terminator Salvation. Dude, I didn't even see that movie. I can't even remember the last Terminator movie I I saw. And like he kind of, uh, but it's kind of funny because it's like he kind of faded away like Tom Sizemore. Tom Sizemore being in Strange Days, playing the character Max, Max, who's uh, Lenny Nero's uh, best like friend. best friend from the squad. They both uh, got used let to work go. Cases. Yeah, they used to work cases together. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> Lenny Lenny got fired, I believe. Yep. But then uh, I think Max. I uh, had to retire. Yep. Because he got shot in the head. Yeah, yeah, he got shot in the back of the head by a twenty-two, and that that changed him. Yeah, quite a bit, quite a bit more than he actually lets on. <laughs> so basically, what we've got going on in Strange Days is Lenny Nero's character is this, you know, slick scam artist, and what he's doing. What's he peddling? He's peddling Sony mini discs that you can play on your PSP. <laughs> that's essentially just a plot from one Black Mirror episode where uh, if you wear this, uh, more like Black Mirror is a Strange Days ripoff. Oh shit! Yeah, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of true though. Kinda. They have a choose your own adventure episode out now. I heard about this. So you can find out if your mom runs on batteries. What if technology was actually bad? What if technology ran on batteries? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I'm T-posing right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. I'm glitching. Um, <laughs> I but... fell through the world. <laughs> you fucking Bethesda game. No, it did happen Bitch. in EDF though earlier today. It's pretty EDF. Cool. Um, yeah, so he's peddling these Sony discs. Yeah. That's a squid, which is an acronym that I can't remember exactly right now. It doesn't matter. It's fine. The point is. It looks kind of like a squid, kind of like a millipede. You put it on your head, you though. You put it on your dome, and it records everything. <laughs> it re- to coin TW here. It will record everything. Yeah, I will record everything. And it records not only phone calls yes <laughs> but it, it records your your it whole record, sensory experience it, it could record your whole life with your girlfriend lisa <laughs> yeah <laughs> you, oh i want to see tw laying in his bed replaying lisa memories and going <laughs> and then humping her dress at the same time yeah and then, and then he blows his brains out <laughs> i hate this whole world and i and i don't even care um fuck yeah it records your entire sensory experience yep uh, what you feel, what you smell, yep, what you see, yeah, hear, taste, everything. So everything. So you can get the playback. Real you can get real freaky with it. Yeah, there is some like it's definitely like a voyeur's wet dream. It's it's a pornographer's paradise, and that's exactly what it's used for, pretty much. Yeah, it like a hundred percent. This black market tech. Yes. It's out, It's outlawed tech, by the way. Yeah, because it was a prototype technology used by the FBI, like, quote-unquote. Yeah, it was like CIA or like for something to replace wiretapping. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the the people would put on these wigs that has the squid under it, and then like... And the it looks ridiculous. Like, hey, this guy's squidded! And then they'd shoot <laughs> him up. <laughs> this guy's all squidded up. Get this shit out of here. And it, it would have been really smells like, rotten. It would have been kind of bad because you have to keep a recorder on you. Yeah, within six feet. of And this you. is like this is like big early Sony Walkman size. It's kind of funny that you say that. And then like I had kind of brought up the mini disc thing yeah. earlier. It's I, bigger I, than a PSP. <laughs> um, so the reason why I brought that up and that why it's funny that you bring that up. So like the tech that they use in the movie are actually retrofitted Sony mini disc players. What do you know? Makes sense. I do. I do like the low tech vibe throughout the movie. Yeah. Even Very Blade Runner. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this tech is a. Uh, it's it's black market tech, so of course it's going to be used for, prime. It didn't take long. Bad for, things. For naughty it to become things. Naughty stuff. Mm. Like you can record. Santa murdering your family. <laughs> $31. Merry Christmas. <laughs> and then driving away real fast in the getaway vehicle. Right. Uh, I like Aaron came with me over to over to Brent's place to uh, watch a movie and uh, you know she wanted to go halfway through it and I had to look at her and say no I'm beginning to like this picture <laughs> you know and uh, after you had choked me to death behind the couch <laughs> and your leggies were kicking there yeah I threw a bunch of popcorn up <laughs> signaling that I'm being murdered 
in a theater. Yeah. That we we had such a good time with that uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Like, I haven't been able to stop quoting that movie for, like, a solid week, dude. And Aaron is going to break up with me. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. It's okay. So like, we can create new memories here with Strange Days. Yeah. 1995. <laughs> 1995. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, uh... Then we can record them and play them back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so these people that are super sucked up into using this technology, the squid technology, what do they call them? Wireheads? Wireheads. And wire, wire junkies. F- and wire fiends. Yeah. Something like that. You always got to get your fix. You yeah. always look away and playback. This is the real world. Yeah, this is in real time. And the only thing that I could think of when she kept, uh, <clears throat> when she kept referring to real time versus playback was uh like java real player <laughs> like being like no i don't want you on my computer get out it's like but no no it's no, just i'm a win ant man and that's final <laughs> oh my god so yeah like he would essentially pretty much just hire like hookers to go and have these experiences while they were wearing the squid like you could if you were a man you could experience what it's like to ha- be, be a lesbian a yeah. yeah and have a lesbian lover so or in other words be an 18 year old girl taking a shower in other words creepy moment pretty fucking sick it's pretty weird. Like, uh, it's weird. he also has like a black market dealer for these, uh, for these discs named tick. And, uh, tick is played by, uh, one Richard Edson. He was the, he was one of like the, the body shop dudes from Ferris Bueller. Wasn't he? Look it up. I see it. Yes, I see it. Yep. He was a garage attendant. That's right. Uh, he also played spike in super Mario, the movie. Oh dude, we got to watch that. Yeah, man. He's actually been in quite a few things and he's been in uh, several things as of 2018, but uh, yeah, he did a pretty good job. He, he played did, the character. He played the character. Kind of sleazy. Sleazy, like, backdoor. Yeah, yeah, he'll make a fucking copy of anything. He'll fucking literally watch try and sell anything. you snuff. Yeah, snuff, literally. And they call that getting blackjacked. Yeah, they call you yeah, black, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, black, you go yeah. all the way to the end, Yeah. and then it goes black. Yeah. Yeah. You probably experienced death for a split second. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. And like um the sensations that you feel when you do these sorts of um like uh voyeuristic I guess like when, when you, you when you tap when you play in. Back, yeah. yeah, when you play back, it does have a lasting effect cuz I mean like it it you know, it's all like neurological shocks and bullshit, you know, fucking you know, I, sci-fi I'm, garbage. Black Mirror X, X absolutely ripped part of that oh yeah absolutely yeah um it was like that story about the doctor yes got off on like feeling pain and death yep and then and then that was his downfall yep exactly though i guess in the credits of that episode that i saw um that was like the one black mirror episode i saw um it said it was based on a story by like penn and teller huh Dude, those guys are actually kind of fucked up. Um, yeah. What what uh, what Speaking fucking nineties? Yeah, what fucking movie was it? There was a zombie movie that came out forever ago. Oh, and at the very end, there were like several people that made like sort of zombie shorts, <laughs> and Penn and Teller actually had made one, and it was about Teller uh, surviving the zombie apocalypse and essentially being like stuck in like a Hollywood hotel or some shit. And he's just sniping zombies out the window, and then he sees Penn. And he's a zombie. And he actually, like, says something like, Good night, old friend, or something like that, and, like, blows his fucking brains out. It's the end of the short. It was actually pretty fun. I'd want, weird. I'd want you to shoot me in the head long distance if I was a zombie. <laughs> and Don't I'll let say, me go out like that. I won't miss. <laughs> As you charge up your shot. Yeah, to level three devil charge. <laughs> And then I'll fucking let it rip like a fucking Beyblade <laughs> right to your dome, brother. Because that's what you deserve. Yeah, and then you'll shout jackpot. Jackpot! <laughs> and then and just like a bullet time. Yeah, then I'll shoot a bullet, jump out the window, and then surf down to the ground on that bullet. You'll throw your sword <laughs> and then shoot five bullets in a line, propelling the sword so fast that it starts like building up flames. <laughs> And then you'll fly after it and then follow me into the whale's belly. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) I don't know. 
you know, just just spitballing. That's how I want to go out. Uh, that's how I'd want to go out. But uh, I, I kind of wanted to say, like, uh, we haven't necessarily covered the entire cast here. So I just kind of want to, before I start, like, spouting out different character names, I want you guys to know exactly who we're talking about. Yes. So, like I said, there's Ralph Fiennes, uh, Lenny Nero, Angela Bassett, who plays as Lornette. Uh, we know her Lornette as... Lornette Mason, a.k.a. Yeah, Mace. Mace or Lorne. Um, Juliet Lewis plays as Faith... Uh, her last name's actually Justin. I was gonna say I was. I thought you were about to say Justice. Justice. That's like the most anime name ever. My name is Faith Justice, and I'm here for I'm, a reckoning. I'm gonna bring up Devil May Cry one more time in this episode. Fear in your um, eyes, cause your bluff. <laughs> I can't get over the intro to Devil May Cry one. Now it's been pointed out to me. It's like bug, bug, demon, Sparta, like swinging, doing sword yes. katas with like yep. a sick flame background. Yeah. And there's like that text crawl. Yeah. Um, at some point, the narrator, and he reads it, it says that one demon woke up to justice. Yeah. And that's... It's talking about me. I think about that a lot. <laughs> waking <laughs> it keeps up, you up at night. Yeah, just waking up to justice. Where will, where will I be when I wake up to justice? I don't know, but you better wake me up before you go-go. <laughs> so let's move on down the cast list. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Sizemore woke up to justice to play uh, Max Petitier. And uh, then, of course, we had uh, who the fuck played Philo, that Philo Gant guy, yeah, look, this Michael movie. Wincott. He was only, probably only in The Crow. Uh, I mean, like, pretty much. I mean, well, I guess he did have, like, a credit in Westworld. And then a couple other things. Oh, yeah, he was in the Ghost in the Shell fucking flop-ass Scar Joe movie in 2017. Oh, no yeah, fuck that movie. Um, you know. Otherwise, he looks just like dude from the crow. He voiced Death in Darksiders too. You love that. I did enjoy that, but I mean, I guess I wouldn't really. He does have that deep, raspy voice, so they probably barely had to add like anything to it. No. You know. Uh oh, man. You know we got Syndicate. He was in Syndicate. You remember that fucking game? That Deus Ex-ass bullshit game? I preferred not to. He played a prophet in Halo 2. Like, uh, he played Scroop in Treasure Planet, the video game. Sweet. Yeah, he didn't do shit, dude. Like, he's been he's been in quite a few things. Show like Alien, Re- <laughs> Alien Resurrection, Ringers, Dead Girl... Dead Man, Panther. Oh, there it is. Yep, Top okay, Dollar. Cool. He played right. Top Dollar in The Crow. And he pretty much plays the same character as he did in The Crow. I know you you've seen The Crow, haven't you? Yeah, but it's it like I literally haven't seen The Crow since like two years after it came out. So what would that be like? Ten years ago? Twenty years ago? Twenty years ago? You're getting ago? old, man. Fuck me, now you know dude. the pain. I don't like it. Yeah, I feel it in my fucking joints. <laughs> That's why I have to take an Advil sometimes. All day relief. Um, sponsor us, Advil. This is a commercial now. Yeah. <laughs> Vincent Donofrio, dude. Yeah. Vincent Donofrio, the goddamn kingpin. Like, the best fucking Wilson Fisk. A really good character actor. Yeah. Oh, man. He is spectacular. Like, uh, I mean, I grew up watching him on Criminal Intent. I, he for was, years. If Criminal Intent was on, and it was like the his arc i was like done I'm all about this yep i am I'm so guess, in i guess it. i'm watching this i'm gonna watch him crawl into that psycho's mind and find out exactly how they tick yeah it he's so good he's such a great actor and then uh, of course like you know kind of towards the end because in this he just plays like a, a traffic cop and he's very integral to the plot which we'll kind of go into dude this is a really long movie mm-hmm. so like we're going to be kind of jumping, skipping, hopping around. We're not going to walk you through this whole thing. There's a Probably talk about cool parts. Yeah, we're going to talk about cool parts. Two hours and 25 minutes. Maybe not spoil the twist? No, we're not going to spoil the twist at all. It's it's. We want you to watch this. It is worth your time. Oh, I'll yeah. say that up top. It's worth your time. It's fun. So you liked it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's fun. It's a fun 90s movie. It's a good... It's. I would say it's a really good, underrated, kind of forgotten gem of yeah. 90s action movies. Sorry we couldn't tell you to watch it sooner, but, you know, because we got to wait until Tuesdays, because Tuesdays are for two people, you, me, Brent, I mean, that's three, we, I don't know how to count, but... It's about right. It's a pretty, I mean, like, you could watch it on New Year's Day. Yeah. You know, you listen to this, you want to watch that, 
I'd say that's a great idea. That's a perfect way to ring in 2019. Let's go back to 99 slash 95. But anyway, so what I was getting at with Vincent Donofrio is he kind of, in a way, plays his character from Full Metal Jacket if his character would have gotten out of Vietnam and then went on to go be a beat cop. Yeah. Like, that's it's pretty... It's pretty fucking close. Yeah, imagine a, a mentally unstable and damaged guy. Yeah. From Vietnam, uh, becoming an LAPD officer. Yes. And then I make a joke about which one, uh, which which LA cop. Oh, uh, not Engelbrecht. No, I mean like every cop is. Oh, oh, ah, that was a bit I, too highbrow for me, dude. It, I kind of stumbled on the delivery. I'll be fair <laughs> to myself and to you. Uh, Steckland was his character Steckland. name. Burton Steckland, and then of course we had a uh, Glenn Plummer who played as Jericho One, uh, who is a rap artist in the film who ends up uh, dying somehow. He got shot in like a you. It was on the Some news sort that of... he'd been shot execution style, yeah. along with his, along with his like producer or like hype collaborator. man yeah, or something like, like that. Collaborator, uh, I think, would be a good way replay. to put it. Yeah, was his name? Yeah, that's a that's a good uh, that's a good name. Jericho one and replay. Yeah, and like you know, They're very the... politically charged. Yep. Uh, and so, for one thing, that was one of the reasons why L.A., other than it being L.A. in general, why L.A. was on fire because Jericho one was uh, kind of prophetic in his lyricism and uh, was just like very much so looked up to by the black community. And then for him to get killed like that, everyone's pointing fingers. There's a lot of political unrest and tensions are incredibly high, which kind of makes for a pretty fun environment for the film to take place. Yeah. Like I said, the whole town is like on fire pretty much the entire movie. It's like, ah, L.A., home sweet house. <laughs> uh, like you're driving down the road and you have to like drive across like a burning car. <laughs> and then like several bums. You know, but just they're typical just speed, L.A. They're speed bums. I like how there's just like random points in there just showing the chaos in the city. Yeah. And it's like a cop running up to a homeless guy and just kicks over his cart. Yeah, and then just beats him. <laughs> like, and then another homeless man, like, fights that cop, and then seven cops come over to beat the two homeless guys. You know, just regular L.A. The, fu- the fun thing about this movie is that it does such a good job, like, showing you such absolute fucking chaos that you you have the feeling that you're watching something that like you you think that like somewhere down on the bottom you're going to see like a digitized crawler telling you it's like December 31st 2044 right but it's 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 like no nah, dude this is 99 and like back here i mean like 4 years from now like that's i it probably captured the actual tension there was going into the year 2000 back then mhm um which i can kind of remember yes you know i was really young uh, it's kind of thing like what I, you see all these grown people yeah, talking about, oh, it's over. The world's going to end or Everyone the whole grid's going to shut down. absolutely sure that it's going to all end. So as a kid, like, like what do I believe? I don't oh, yeah. fucking know. Yeah. I and mean, I, I like, heard, I heard oh. everything as a kid and I don't know like how I processed it really, yeah. you know, like everyone was just like, I mean, Best Buy even had signs up in their stores saying, Hey, remember to turn off all the electricity in your house uh before new year's eve because of like this massive electrical surge that's supposed to happen like that was that was a real thing you know go ahead uh google it best buy y2k you'll see the you'll see the shelf signs it's pretty pretty crazy like it was it wasn't just like here and there and a couple crazy people saying things it was everyone agreeing in unison with like a few people here and there being like nah, nothing's gonna happen is the fucking clock is gonna turn over and that's it then they say there was like they thought that like the stock exchange would shut down because yes. all the computers didn't know how to roll back. Their... Planes would fall out of the sky. Do you yeah. remember hearing that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah, and like pretty much all data that we had would just be wiped clean. Yeah, like it was like the fall of the collapse of society as we knew it. Oh yeah, it's it's literally just Fight Club. Everything goes to zero. It's just uh, it's just um, mass chaos and times across the board so the streets of la in in this film yeah the streets of la mirror that thought process which it's it's pretty cool it makes for like i said a very good environment for the film to take place and there's so much creepy shit going around 
I mean, um, from the main character Nero having envelopes dropped off to him uh, by some unknown assailant who's essentially capturing his creepy exploits of murder and voyeurism, uh, voyeuristic rapes. He like leaves. BTK. Yeah, like literal BTK getting into the person's house using like a lock pick and then kind of just messing around their house and everything like that and then tracking them down and binding them and torturing them a little bit and raping them and he makes them actually wear a squid as well connects it to his so they feel all of the excitement and like him getting off in them like it's they, have, really, they have to watch themselves get killed. Yeah, and, it's fucked up. And it's raped. really fucked up. It's really explicit, really fucked. I mean, you do not see like you don't see any penetration, but it is violently yeah, apparent. To. Yeah, it's violently apparent that this happens. Um I mean, like I don't think we really need to go into too much detail no. as far as what that happened because it just makes me feel icky. It's a it's it's it a disgusting scene. Yeah. It's disgusting. And it happens like I guess one and a half times. I think yeah, that's right, that's... right? About one and a half times, but like you actually have to watch it happen probably about like two times in total. You know Sounds what I mean? Right. Yeah, because it does show you a couple well, there's of fun, There's fun ones. There are some fun playbacks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I'll kind of get into one in my in my movie trivia thing that I love so much. Um but real quick, the only other super duper important character is uh, played by William Fickner, and that is Officer Engelbrecht. Engelbrecht and uh, Strucklander, or whatever the fuck his name was, yeah. uh, they. Steckland. Steckland, thank you. Uh, I have the memory of a goldfish. I, I might be wrong on that, honestly. Oh, well, I suppose okay. I'll make sure that we're both correct. But yeah, they, they were on the force together as, you know, beat cops, and. Um, they are after a specific tape, so it seems. And it's one of the tapes that uh, Nero has received in the mail. And he doesn't understand why. Well, that's not the tape. Exactly. So, like, one of the kind of twists is, like, what tape is the most important tape? Is it your memories, Nero? Is it the ones that you've been being left by uh, some creepy dude who seemingly can't be held back by any doors and no. knows no bounds? He's like master lockpick. He's yeah. He never breaks lockpicks in Skyrim. No, yeah, he's ridiculous. But yeah, you were correct with Steckland. Okay. Just just to kind of. I almost said Stensland. But that's another Stensland. LA Confidential <laughs> thing. No, no, no. So yeah, uh <laughs> no, please. <laughs> so those two are after uh a tape, so it would seem. And Nero is the go-to guy. He's the magic man. He's the one who can bring any of your dreams to life with his squid technology and all of his playback tapes, and he can get you any tape that you're looking He's for. He's the guy. He is the guy. And so he gets wrapped up in this conspiracy uh because of his contacts but also because of his um position in this sort of black market playback wire fiend uh culture that's going on in la otherwise his ex-girlfriend faith who's best friends with iris uh, is launching her music career with the same guy who was like i guess the producer for um jericho one and uh like nero is so sure that his ex-girlfriend faith played by juliet lewis again who actually performs some of her like performs by herself though the songs were actually like first written and performed by pj harvey yeah such a good fucking artist i love pj harvey oh she's great oh what a wonderful piece of wonderful art oof Goosh. And they, they hang out in this very 90s club. Oh, dude. Where yeah. uh, you have like ministry videos basically being Dude, that shot. was a real rave. Yeah. It was a real rave. And like uh, Apex or Apex Twins played there. And, like it was like like those were all actual people going to a rave. So they shot it during a real rave. Oh, that's cool. So I wonder if anyone actually got hurt. And, like, people were definitely on drugs. Oh, you know there are people on drugs. That's, oh, like, yeah. the whole reason you went to those. Yeah, exactly. 
like, hey, man, you want to go to my college uh, boiler room? <laughs> uh, sure, yeah. Can I snort some? <laughs> yeah, dude, we're going to have a ton of that there. Let me just uh, tie my, my jacket around my waist. Yeah. Put on my turtleneck. <laughs> I'm gonna go I'm to this. To go. I'm gonna go to this Hardee's real quick and take this uh, white pill with Bart Simpson's face on it. <laughs> See what happens. Don't dude. have a cow, man. <laughs> oh man. I'm gonna. I say as I OT in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> looking and like someone snaps a picture of you and you just kind of look like fucking Chris Farley. Rip. Also the nineties. Oof, duh. That picture was bad. I saw it too. <laughs> no man. We all went a... to Rotten.com. <laughs> At least once. Yeah, and then it's like, all right, I've been here. Never I only, again. I only wish it instead of a crucifix, he was like, just grasping onto like a hoagie or grinder, you yeah. know, That's and how like I not go. a bag of drugs and a crucifix. Oh fuck, man, the '90s sure were great. Nothing bad ever happened. <laughs> Oof. So, you know, he's he's trying to get his ex-girlfriend to listen to him, to come with him, because she's in danger. She's absolutely in danger. She won't listen to him. And you kind of get the idea that maybe she knows kind of what's going on. You don't know how deep this goes. And um, when uh, Nero becomes witness to a playback of a rape murder he decides he needs to get involved before someone else gets got. Well, he sees that first and then tries to get Faith out of there. Yep. Because he's like, she said you were in danger too. Yeah. Iris says that Faith is in danger. Yep. And then uh, as Tom Sizemore's character, Max. Max. Like, he's like, oh, you said the magic word. Now he's going to get involved. Yep, exactly. Because, uh, yes. Uh, because he, May He says, would do everything for my yeah. Faith. My Faith. I, you are my future wife. And she's like, no, you're not. That's my Julia. I fucking Lewis. hate you. <laughs> Do you ever fantasize? No, it's not her. Oh um, God. <laughs> the object of desire in uh, uh what's eating Gilbert Grape? <laughs> Many deleted scenes of Johnny Depp cranking his hog <laughs> in the bedroom. <laughs> oink, 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 oink. <laughs> As yeah, I I prefer to see the the director's cut of that film. Oh yeah, I love it. It just leaves them all in. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just got like a twelve year old's arm. They wanted to be hair closer to the novel. Dick. Yeah. Oh my god. So we get the idea that Faith just absolutely does not want him involved, either for his own safety or for her own design. And yeah, to be fair, uh, Lenny's kind of being like a creepy ex boyfriend. He really like, is. Just, just let go. Yep. Let's move on. And a whole bunch of really terrifying things kind of happen after that. Uh, they try to track where this uh, this snuff kind of disc came from. Uh, they try to kind of retrace some of the steps and who of is the it? victim. Because uh, uh, we haven't really introduced Angela Bassett. I mean, we did, but right. She's a she's like a old limo friend, kind of yep. high end limo driver. She yep drives high value people. Yes. And then Lenny kind of, like, fucks with her job. Substantially, yeah. Very much so. Tries to essentially uh, kind of play slick Rick to one of her uh, one of her clients, and she's worried that she may lose her job. But that will be the least of her worries during these strange these days. These strange days. 1995. <laughs> oh, shoot me. Digitally THX mastered. Oh, man. It makes me sad because TH... Or, no, never mind. I guess I signed my uh, arcade initials as TJX at oh. the time. Yeah. Oh, I think I thought about that, and that's why I do TJX instead of THX, because I'm edgy. <laughs> People gotta know. But yeah, so I mean, like, she's, she's a fucking badass. Like, oh, yeah. she is the fighter, the muscle, the, like, brilliant mind in this film. Like, she is absolutely the star of Strange Days. She's the fighter, and then uh, uh, Lenny is the, the, the bard thief. He really is. Not a bard. Is. Uh, yeah, he's smart. He's got high charisma, man. He can he can I, fucking make anyone believe anything. Okay, I guess. Yeah, and he doesn't like sing or play instruments. I guess it's more more along the lines of what I was thinking. He's the face. He's of the, the face. Party. Yeah. You know, he does good. Yeah, yeah he I, does. It's. I wish I was Lenny, and then Angela Bassett was my girlfriend, and I can get her to beat people up for me. Right, and then like crush your. That's head one of the reasons I like nuts it. with her thighs. Just once. <laughs> Just once. That's all it takes. <laughs> Just walk Sonya with those heels that she wears at the end. Yeah, that was pretty. Oh, man. 
Humana, humana. There's some, there's some very uh, good, uh, powerful style choices in this in this film. <laughs> no dick windows. We didn't. Uh, we gotta talk about Philo Gant's crew. Oh man, <laughs> like one guy has such a small amount of hair and such a funny way on his head that it looks like he's just got this little tarantula on the on yeah. his crown. Yeah. And then uh, there's um, blonde dreadlocked Bjork. Yep. Yep. Who? Well, I yeah, guess like, she actually looks closer to one of those like ghostly vampire twins in Matrix Reloaded. Yep. Kind of. <laughs> Pretty close. Like that's that's who I want coming after me. I don't. I mean, like if I was gonna have to have somebody coming after, I, I, I would want that to be my. my oh, you my mean mother. her, not the vampire ghost twins. Right. No. Like <laughs> if I had a, if I want like a, Fuck. I want a grungy stick up gang. They come out there like. She shouldn't have fucked around this club and then they beat the shit out of you <laughs> with like very sophisticated kung fu yeah like where did who taught them krav maga it was it was the lunch crew in 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 the club yeah and then uh and then like one of them pulls a knife on me and then angela bassett just sticks a gun in her face like don't do it yeah not here not today not yet not yet so um Really, really just like a, a great ensemble of cast. Uh, you have fantastic 90s music, great 90s visuals, a really enthralling tale. Yeah, it's... It gets you deeper. Would say it's, it's a good, it's a good like, uh, modern noir. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um, the, I'm going to go ahead and say right now, you're not going to be able to call out the twist. Probably not going to be able to call out the twists, plural, in the film. It does it does pretty well with the writing and the direction, and um, uh, overall pretty pretty fucking enjoyable. After all these years, it still maintains a seven point two out of ten on IMDb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like it probably doesn't get talked about as much, probably because of the more explicit scenes. Yeah, I mean, like that's that's why it's like a, a one in the morning HBO film. I was actually looking. I I think I like Googled it to see the runtime, mm-hmm. and then off to the side, it's like showing soon and it's like january 6th you'll be able to watch it on hbo right at like one in the morning (laughs) yeah exactly that's just it is again you know just go in knowing that there are some very explicit scenes and they are not they're not exactly short they might be hard to watch they're pretty hard to watch um but yeah like really fantastic action sequences really great story again we don't want to touch on it too much because it is seriously long and um that's not the point we want you to go watch it you should go watch it yeah (laughs) so i'm gonna go ahead and stick in my favorite sequence in these uh movie episodes and go into some trivia so uh for instance like lenny nero's 1997 mercedes-benz s500 was actually a prototype loaned to the production company by the manufacturer good and then of course you know gets towed away and probably like wrecked or something (laughs) (laughs) like ew ew, no uh here's a funny one in the scene where lenny uses the squid to watch a clip of his past with faith when uh they were still together faith throws a blue towel at him and says dry me as a reference to blade runner 1982 where zora throws a towel at deckard and says the same line so yeah, these parallels uh, that we kind of draw from the movies and the feelings you get from watching these movies, the director wanted you to see that. Catherine Bigelow wanted you to notice that because that is the idea and aesthetic that she is going for. She's a, I don't know if I would call her underrated, but I feel like she's underappreciated. She's absolutely underappreciated. Uh, have you, have you seen, have you seen any like many of her movies? Uh, I, probably, but honestly, I can't tell you all of her. Like credits. she did point, she did Point Break. I know I didn't see that. Um. She did. I saw Hurt Locker in theaters, and then uh, she did a really good movie in the eighties. I think like late eighties. Yeah, eighty eight. Whatever. Mm-hmm. It was called uh, Near Dark. Near Dark. Hmm. Um, making a mental list. You should see that if you can. It's really. It's a good. It's a good vampire movie. Ooh, I do love a good vampire movie. Almost as, as much um, as I love werewolves. As the movies. late great Bill Paxton playing one of the vampires. Oh, I love Bill Paxton. I think I, I might have put up one of his clips on my Facebook when he died. From that, that was, movie, that was too bad. Oh yeah, I remember that. Where he's like fucking up some hicks in a bar. <laughs> oh boy. Oh poor. Yeah, Bill I think Paxton. it was like. I don't know if I want. I don't know if that was like her first feature film that she directed, yeah. but it might have been. Could have been, and she hasn't really had a hiccup. No. 
No. And Enter Cell Zero Dark Thirty, but I actually I saw that. I didn't realize that she did that. I watched Zero Dark Thirty. That was pretty fun. Was pretty and good. then I directed Zero Dark Thirsty. Oh where my god. <laughs> the Navy SEALs bust in and then toss Bin Laden a Coke Zero. <laughs> and then he downs it in like two seconds. Only to find out that it was just filled with anthrax and live Madagascar hissing cockroaches. No, it was, it was just it was just Coke Zero. Oh, I don't like that twist. <laughs> and, then, and then the Navy SEALs like rope away and then Bin Laden's like Ah, I love America. Coke Zero. <laughs> and then Coke is like, we very much endorse this. <laughs> um, in a scene between Mace and Lenny, Mace says, right here, right now. This is exactly where Fatboy Slim obtained the sample that is heard in his single, Right Here, Right Now. So that's extra fucking 90s for you. That's pretty 90s. I had, my brother had, rather I should say, this old ass Hewlett Packard CRT fucking monster sized computer. And every time you turned it on, that fucking song would play. Nice. Yeah. And then when you turned it off, it would it would do kernels uh, like, snake, snake. It was pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a great little machine that I have a lot of memories of. Um, cinematographer Matthew F. Leonetti estimates that fifty to sixty percent of the film was shot with a Steadicam or some sort of moving camera. Like, so that's another thing is like. I wouldn't say that you're going to get motion sickness from this. It's not like um, the whole thing's done in point of view. It's not Cloverfield. It's not Cloverfield, but... I do like a lot of the the actual point of view shots. Yes. Like when they're doing the playback. Like the the scene... that One of the scenes I really liked was uh, Iris's... Like what happens to get Iris in trouble. Like that whole scene. Yeah. That I thought that was a really good, really good uh, scene. I guess it kind of loses some impact that you kind of already know uh, mm-hmm. what what befell her. Yeah. And then, like, I mean, it's still it's still a good scene. Absolutely, and like, so again, more with the uh, more with the camera work and everything like that. Like, this was you have to take into consideration, especially if you're a cinephile or you just really like cinematography, because this was artistically done. Because so many three hundred and sixty degree point of view shots were used the lights actually had to be hung overhead or disguised in some way so that they weren't actually picked up by the moving camera nice yeah and then uh point of view action sequences where like you're literally watching like when someone's wearing a squid Mm -hmm. those required well over a year of preparation planning and careful rehearsal so they could be shot and i mean that like in every point of view but i'm guessing that this trivia is more talking about those explicit scenes that we were talking about (laughs) so like you got to know that this wasn't something that like Catherine bigelow was just like all right uh do the do the one scene do the thing and like the girl had no idea what was going on like these were very very delicately handled scenes so you can kind of come out of that movie maybe a little bit more or go into the movie too maybe a little bit more oh i don't know like okay with (laughs) with that as as a movie you know not just like as an act obviously not i'm not gonna fucking endorse that that's disgusting um but uh the movie primarily happens at night and um, Leonetti actually had said the vast majority of the movie was all shot at night, including like like uh, 77 out of the 80 days of the shooting schedule were shot at night. That's a lot of nighttime shooting. So I imagine that those actors and actresses pretty had sleepy. a yeah, pretty fucked up sleep schedule after that. And um, this is kind of funny. That Strickland, LAPD Chief Strickland, Based on the real-life LAPD uh, chief, Daryl Gates. That guy's actually not good. No, yeah. So this is not a love story to the LAPD. No. Then again, I can't really think of any movie that... Well, I mean, there's this scene does end with a shit ton of cops getting beat the fuck up. Yeah, by a lot of people. A lot of angry people. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty kick-ass in that way. It kind of, yeah, it really is. Uh, really goes into showing like the, the political unrest, which, again, sadly, 
is still very relevant today. Oh, yeah. Very relevant today. I didn't. I probably didn't appreciate it as much as I did back then. But like looking at it now, it's like, oh, holy, holy shit, dude. Yeah. We're, still, we're still doing this. It's... It kind of makes... Yeah, reminds you of that. The, the band playing at uh, like the Millennium Party at mm-hmm. the end of the movie is Testament. From San Francisco, the the all the bands at the end of the movie were fucking awesome. Oh, There's yeah. so much good music in this movie. Again, incredibly nice. I know you didn't vibe out too much, but you know what the credits music is gonna be. Like I, oh, I have man. that song downloaded. It's gonna be in there. <laughs> Fuck. And uh, of course, James Cameron got the idea for the story after the outcome of the Rodney King verdict on April 29th, nineteen ninety two. So okay, yeah, I couldn't remember when the yeah, exactly the verdict was, but I know it had to be like hot off the trail of you know the race riots that occurred. Yeah, it was. It was a rough time for everybody, yeah. like during that part of the '90s, but especially bad in Los Angeles. And I'm not saying that it's any better today. Nope. But um, I don't know. I don't want to get it get it too politically charged. But, I mean, it's a very politically charged... It's a charged... political movie. Yeah, it's a political movie. I mean, like, it's it's a... It w- I would say it's a it's a, it's a a movie movie first. Yes. But it's it's it, it obviously uses that to its benefit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here's a good one. Arnold Schwarzenegger was actually considered for the lead role. <laughs> so was Denzel Washington, Michael Keaton, Tom Cruise, Jeff Bridges, Mel Gibson, Bruce Willis, Andy Garcia, Nicolas Cage. Oh, dude... If if Nick Cage played Lenny Nero, yeah, that would have been pretty sick. I mean, not not to not to disrespect Ray Fiennes, but if mm-hmm. you say Nick Cage is going to play anybody, yes, I want to I want to see that outcome. I want to I want to I want to observe that timeline. <laughs> the list goes on. Actually, Patrick could... Swayze, John Travolta, Sean Penn, Bill Paxton, oh. Dennis Quaid, and Kurt Russell all were considered for the lead role of Lenny Nero. I couldn't imagine Arnold Schwarzenegger doing that. Mm-hmm. Like I could get you playback. It's very good. Um, one of the reasons I really liked uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in Total Recall uh-huh. was because in the beginning of the movie, he's supposed to. You're supposed to believe that he's like the everyman. Yeah. When he's this like six foot eight, muscle bound like Austrian dude. <laughs> I'm just an average guy. I'm a construction worker. What can I do? I will go to Recall and get the uh, uh, virtual reality trip or remember a trip and Total Recall happens yeah the whole of Total Recall happens here's a here's my last one and it's a very far stretch okay Um, but at approximately 25 minutes in when uh, Lenny uh, meets Keith the attorney a drink is visible on the table that looks like a martini but it has three pearl onions in the glass instead of an olive that drink is actually called a Gibson which could actually be a reference to William Gibson, who is recognized as the godfather of cyberpunk fiction and coined the term cyberspace in his 1984 novel, Neuromancer. And the squid technology in the film is very similar to the uh, SLM stims described in Neuromancer. Yeah. Um, There's a a book I I think I told you about before that I should still let you borrow. It's called uh, "When Gravity Fails." Yeah, actually, that's been in my uh, that's been in my Amazon cart for probably three or four years now. Probably, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think you mentioned that you put it in like your watch list or something. Yeah, and like for some reason, it just shoots up to like eighty dollars every other day. Probably because people are realizing it's really good. Yeah, probably. I would assume. And like, I'm just waiting for the day that like a half price books is selling it for like six dollars. It would be my dream if I made like a shit ton of money. Yeah. And like direct films, I would want to adapt that into a movie. Good luck. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be better than Ready Player One. Ready Player One is just depressing to me. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's like video game Easter eggs. The movie. Like I feel like I'm being yelled just at. Just two things. The movie. I feel like I'm being yelled at by just two things. <laughs> by just two things personified into a human being standing in front of a collection of Funko Pops. Right. It's like Pikachu wearing Ryu's uh, gi and shooting Thunderbolt out of his paws, like a Hadouken. Yeah. It's just two things. The whole time. <laughs> okay. Like, I would drive my DeLorean <laughs> oh, 88 miles per hour off the fucking cliff. 
<laughs> but into a portal from Portal. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll 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 do it so I gain even more speed through the yeah. portals, and then I'll shoot one outwards. Yeah. So that I just get like flung right into like a brick wall. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a brick wall that Paul Phoenix actually punches through at the beginning of a match in Tekken Seven. Yeah. And then I'm just in the intro Tekken. Yeah. And then Snoop Dogg's there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, oh, knock him down. Knock yeah. him down. Yeah. Knock him down. Run it, homie. Run it, homie. Snoop Lion. That's what. That's what he was. Snoop Lion. Chop. Resurrected. Yeah. Oh man. What a, what a. What a strange time that was. Yeah. I like it. I wouldn't trade it for anything. They were indeed but, strange days. But it's something we can't play back. <laughs> Memories fade for a reason. Yeah, they do. And. This is real time. Right is here. Real time. Right now. We gotta not play back. I gotta be up in the morning to face my real time. Oh, I sure fucking do too. Yeah. Work is coming in approximately six hours and forty-five minutes, and it is a ten-hour day. That's all right. Who gives a shit? I don't. I'm gonna be so tired. Oh, well, yeah. Fuck it. See Strange Days. I I want I. It's like one of those movies. I was like, I really. Once I saw it, I was like, damn, I want to find this, but I couldn't yeah. find it anywhere. Yeah. And this was like before I. You know, had money to, like, throw at Amazon. Yeah. Just throw into a fire. Yep. It's fine. But now I do. And now I can watch Strange Days whenever. And I, I, I would like to see more people talk about this movie. I think it's really really goddamn good. I, I, I love it. <laughs> and with I'm, that, glad you, I'm glad you enjoyed it, dude. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, I hope that you guys check it out. And, again, you can always holler at us. Tell us what you thought about Strange Days. Um, on our Facebook, our Twitter, or our Instagram, or you can email us. And uh, you can find us on all those social media platforms by looking for podcast number four, T-W-O, that's two people. So you can find us again on Instagram and the <laughs> Tweetster and... The electronic mail. And the MyBook. Uh, or you can email, you can send us an electronic, electronic mail, <laughs> electronic M. Uh, yeah, yeah we're, we're at, we're at podcast for two people at gmail.com. And, uh, thanks to, uh, our two very special donors at our Patreon for two people. Uh, miss Erin Turner, my lovely girlfriend and, uh, my good friend, Brian Berg for supporting us. Uh, we were able to get a nice discount off of uh, some mic stand and mic equipment. So if you're listening and you're like, hey, these guys actually sound pretty good. I thought he was going to be like, oh, I had no idea what the fuck I was doing and half this episode's <laughs> fucked up. But that's all right. We'll get there. Hopefully. Uh, I figured this would be a fun time to break it in. So Absolutely, dude. Uh, so yeah, now we have mic stands and we've got pop filters and we each have our own mic. Uh, feels very powerful just, just a little bit more real real yeah real i was actually going to say that real uh real time um thanks thanks so much to you two and uh any of our listeners that may end up going to patreon.com backslash podcast for two people but that just goes to show you this all really does just go right into the production of the show and everything that wasn't covered by our Patreon dollars came right out of our pocket. We thoroughly enjoy doing this, and we love that you guys are listening. It's real and cool. And hope that you guys continue to, and you can always holler at us and uh, tell us to suck our own farts or sip some tips or, uh, hey, you should watch this cool film. I would actually appreciate that last one more than the other two. But You should record yourself watching this film and then put a squid on the movie. <laughs> and then Dude. also fart audibly. Yeah. I felt it. It was so I real. <laughs> I felt my butthole wide and <laughs> let the loose air out. Amazing tech. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Until next time. And have a wonderful fucking 2019. Yeah. Thanks. See, see you next year. Whoa, 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 whoa. You know, I'm pretty sure We're going right. to see you next week. Shut the fuck up, Brent. We should have said that at the other end. I did that to the lady at the bank, and I even like did like the face. like. <laughs> and she was like... I was like, thank you, bye. Yeah. And I say thank you, bye to you. Yeah, Good thanks, night. guys, for everything. And... <laughs> I love you all so much. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.